Hey, welcome to the Startup Sack Podcast. Today we're at uh, Old Soul Weatherstone in Midtown, and today I've got with me Dima Tamimi. Tamimi. And she is the founder of Giving Garden and intricately involved with Apps Frag, an upcoming hackathon uh, coming up this weekend, uh, and quite a tech background as well. So thank you uh, and welcome to the show. So let's start off with having you give us a little bit about your background uh, in entrepreneurship as well as tech and how you got involved with uh, your startup Giving Garden. Sure. So um, my background actually for the last 15 years I've been working in technology uh, primarily for companies in the content and entertainment space. Um, I started my tech career at uh, Xbox in Seattle or Redmond. Washington, which is where I'm from, and um, I've primarily been working in product marketing, product management. Um, it was actually Google that brought me down to California. Um, I've actually always wanted to come to California, so that was exciting. Um, and I worked at the YouTube group there. Um, and then after YouTube, I started working at startups in Silicon Valley. So um, I worked at Script, um, leading up their product marketing division, and then worked at Flipboard, um, heading product and performance marketing there. Um, and had always wanted, though, to take all the things I've been learning from technology and apply it to something slightly more tangible. I had worked in the food space at one point in my life um, and loved food and um, wanted to apply it to something like that that could also have sort of a more tangible impact. Um, there's a lot of things within our food system that could use um, some work, and I think technology could be one of the things that could help us in our food system. So that's one of the reasons why I thought about Giving Garden, um, which is a community app for people to connect around book, food, and gardening. Um, they can learn from each other in the app, and they can also share produce, so reducing food waste. And um, it was really actually Apps for Ag, um, this hackathon that I'm going to talk about in a little bit, that um, kind of pushed me to actually decide to make that a reality. So yeah, so you participated in Apps for Ag last year, um, and so uh, what was the story behind? Um, I you were, we were just talking before this. You uh, showed up with your husband at Apps for Ag, and uh, you realized you were the only woman, and you got up there and pitched your idea for Giving Garden. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Well, so um, we'd actually moved to Davis um, about three years ago. So. Uh, about a year ago, um, it'd been about two years, and we wanted to get to know people in the food and ag space, and it felt like Sacramento and Davis should be a perfect community for that. Um, but we just had not had the time with our schedules to do that, and so we heard, heard about Apps for Ag and decided to sign up, um, really primarily just to meet people in the space. Um, and yet, when we went, uh, there was an opening moment where you could pitch an idea and then kind of form teams. And there were, you know, I think maybe like six uh, men went up and, and, and presented their idea, and I felt like oh, I should, I should just get up there and do that. So that there's some woman, mm -hmm. uh, you know, showing that you can do it. So I went up there. I had actually an idea already in mind, which was Giving Garden, but um, I hadn't really prepared to be presenting. So it was, it was, it was an on, on the whim kind of thing. And then I went up there and I presented, and, and two uh, developers in the audience actually liked the idea came up to Josh and I afterwards and asked if they could work on it with us. So it, that was great. That was awesome to see other people like the idea. And then um, we actually really all got along so well that we were able to do um, what I think was a, a pretty good job on both building a product and presenting it on the final competition. 
Um, and so we won, which was also a really big confidence booster. Um, but also the team really liked each other, so we decided that we would actually work on it as a as a project cool. beyond the hackathon, which is exciting. So. For those who don't know uh, AppSprag or hackathons in general, how was what was that experience like working on that uh, on Giving Garden that app um, or platform over the course of a weekend? Was it just all nighters and, and you got an MVP once you were done with it? Is something that actually worked? Uh, it was intense. Yeah, I mean, not everybody had a full working product at the end. In, in some cases, it was more a website, and then they had some ideas. We were pretty uh, intense about it, so I mean, I didn't sleep much of the entire time. Uh, we started on a Friday, and we basically presented midday on a Sunday, and I would say through that entire weekend, I maybe slept six hours total. <laughs> um, so I was I was pretty intense about it. The rest of the team was too. We built um, we actually did build a working iOS app, um, and we did have a website that worked and actually tied in the database tied in. So something in there, you would see it in the app, um, which was a lot to get done in the weekend. And then we had to also, a lot of it has to do with the presentation of the idea, not just that there was market research done. That was a lot of what I was doing was market research, product management. Um, I didn't actually do the coding. Um, my three other co-founders did all the coding. Um, but it was an intense, it was an intense effort, but it was fun. Um, and it was cool to be able to, um, in some ways for some people, this is a moment for them to be able to get work done in an, you know, because there's an incentive at the end. So we got a lot done, um, which helped us for several weeks later as we were thinking about what we were going to build for real. Um, had a, we had a lot kind of already thought through. So you won the competition that had to provide you some moment or some momentum and some right, motivation yeah. to actually continue on. Yep. Uh, how did things proceed once you yeah. uh, got done with Hackathon? Well, so we we met up and decided do we want to do this? Let's do we want to continue to work on it? We decided we did. Um, part of the um, offering that you get uh, if you win the Hackathon is you get legal help to actually like incorporate. Oh, cool. um, you get some mentorship. So we took advantage of those things. Um, we had a little bit of a break because one of our co-founders went on their honeymoon. Um, so we had a bit of a break. Um, and then we actually had to think about do we want to use what we built or do we want to um, start from scratch? And we determined that we would start from scratch okay. primarily because um, we had built a native iOS app. So our head of mobile, Scott Kirkland, built, he's got a lot of expertise in, in iOS. So he built a native app. We decided we wanted to build um, an app that could run on both Android and iOS. A so web we app, basically. Decided to do well. Actually, it's React. So we're doing okay. React app. Um, and so we had to start from scratch in that. And we also wanted to think a little bit about what, what we were going to offer. Um, so we did change some things and we moved. A little bit of a pivot. I wouldn't call it a complete pivot, but yes, we decided to explore some of the more social aspects of the app. What we built at the hackathon was primarily the ability to put produce up in the marketplace and people together. Okay. So, what stage are you at? This is a year later now. What stage are you at with Giving Garden now? Uh, because we're not working full time on it, um, we are in a closed beta right now, though we do have a full app. So, we are actually in. Very soon, you can actually search for us in both the App Store and Google Play, and we will show up. Um, but we've been doing about a month ago, we started our closed beta, so testing it out with um, friends and family in Davis, um, getting a lot of feedback. And there's some things we really want to build in before we get out of beta, so we're going to keep it as a beta for probably at least another month. 
um, and then we want to add in a couple more features and then take it out of the beta. Okay. So have you got plans for what's your revenue model and, and business or business model for how how's this going to work? How are you going to make yeah. uh, make a living out of it? Yeah. So there's a couple of things. Um, right now we're, we're we didn't we haven't taken investment, so we don't have to worry too much about that. Um, we're all working part time, so we're able to sort of do it on mm -hmm. pretty bootstrap. Um, but the things that we plan to do um, is uh, we think that advertising is a potential option, although advertising models are hard because you need so many, so many viewers. People, yeah. um, and we're doing local communities and we'll launch community after community. So that will take a while before advertising is really making money. Um, the other thing we're thinking about is um, affiliate fees for people who are um, putting in products that you need for your garden. Um, event listing fees, people are promoting their food, local food events. Um, the other thing is that we hope to add in a lot more like, actual gardening features that for the really hardcore gardener, they might pay for some of those features um, and they wouldn't be available for free. So it's a bit of a freemium model where most of the app, a lot of the social aspects are free, but once you get into some of the more like analytics on your garden, you'll pay a subscription. So maybe talk a little bit, we didn't really chat too much about what Giving Garden will do for the end users. What, what are the features? What are the use so cases? So today in the beta, the features that we have are we have a home feed, just like any social app. You have a profile. Um, you can post um, standard posts, pictures of your garden, questions um, for others people to answer. What we have found is pretty interesting. People kind of crowdsourcing gardening yeah, tips. Crowdsourcing gardening tips and making it local because a lot of times what you want, the best advice you're going to get is based on your microclimate. Sure. So um, we're going to have that aspect of um, people being able to answer questions. And then the other thing you can post in the app is actual offers. So um, if you have too much of a certain type of produce, you can put it out there and then people can private chat with you and you guys can figure out a place to exchange So if it. I've got a lemon tree that's just going off, I can get rid of some of those lemons. Fruit trees are the biggest one yeah. that people complain about. I mean, sometimes I use the example of kale and some people are like, yeah, it's not kale for me, it's, it's the peaches or the, yeah. or the lemons. Um, and so that is an area where we see a lot of Waste. Yeah, yeah. So we want to um, let people have an opportunity to tell their neighbors they've got it and they can give it to them. Is there an incentive or a thought to do something philanthropic with that produce, like the home, you know, feed the homeless yes. with this produce? Yes. So um, I would love for us to be partnering with um, food pantries. Perhaps even food banks. Um, usually it works that it's much easier to have uh, an individual give food to a food pantry or to a food bank. So um, getting people to know where their local food pantry is. Actually, a lot of people don't know where right. their local food pantry is. So that's something we actually have been talking to Yolo County about, okay, cool. about getting all their food pantry locations into the app. So for those who don't necessarily want to give it to their neighbors, or even maybe they're not as social, they would prefer to just drop it off someplace. Mm -hmm. This will give them an opportunity to do that, and perhaps we can build on that and do even more. Awesome. So you said you're in you're in closed beta. What's your what are your what time frame you're looking at for opening up? Uh, it kind of depends on the feedback we get from the <laughs> from the beta. Oh well, the open beta we're hoping actually fairly soon. Okay. So the opening it up and having it in Google Play and in iOS. Um, in the, in the app store, it, it's, it's just a matter of weeks right. that will happen. Um, but we're still going to be calling it beta because there are some features that we think are um, pretty important to get in before we take off the beta title. Right. 
Okay, so for anybody listening to this and listening to the lovely harmonica music <laughs> out there, <laughs> yeah, leaf blowers, the challenges of filming out in the wild. Um, if somebody wants to download the beta or, or learn more about you, let's get this out there. Giving Garden, they can just search Giving Garden and find it. You can search it, right? Giving Garden or go to givinggarden.io, and that's our website. And um, eventually, we'll have links to directly download once we're available. For now, you can sign up, and we'll let you know as soon as we're actually openly available. Awesome. So um, this is kind of a, a new journey for you over the last year. Um, yeah. What are some of the biggest lessons learned in, in launching this? Um, I think the hardest part is the prioritization. Like for me personally, I want to build everything. There's so many things I want to build mm -hmm. um, and I want our team to build. Um, and you know, setting priorities and, and cutting things, saying we're not going to do this now, mm -hmm. we're going to do this later. It's, so many people want to build everything all at once, right? It's, yeah, it's really hard um, and focusing. And honestly, um, our app actually does do quite a lot. And um, I think, though, that we're able to, because we're bootstrapped, we're able to approach it from an experimental point of view where we're going to see what works and then we're going to take that and build it. It's a lot harder for someone who's got an investor who's looking for X immediate return, return immediate. right? Um, and that, that places a lot of pressure on you and experimentation is a little bit harder. So we're still able to be experimental. Who knows how long we can continue to do that, but um, it has given us a little bit of freedom. Um, but even so, focus is important. You can't do everything at once, and that can be hard. So where do you hope to be with Giving Garden, say, a year, a year from now or five years from now? What are your dreams for it? Uh, I personally would love for Giving Garden to, um, well, in a year from now, have figured out a couple of the features that are key, the, the features that people really like, and then build those out even further. Um, my, you know, we've, we've talked about this, and our intuition is that it will be around the giving of food and the getting of food. So we think that feature will need to be developed even further and made more seamless. Um, and we also think that the giving people insights into what they should grow based on their microclimate is a very unique thing because a lot of the um, information out there today is based off of these large zones that were primarily thought of for um, crops, not so much for backyard and mm -hmm. gardening. Um, in San Francisco, you can have a very different climate in one neighborhood of San Francisco <laughs> than another neighborhood of San Francisco. Very much microclimate issues there. And so there isn't really a great data set today that provides people with good information based on their microclimate. So some of that you can get from your neighbors by just learning from them in an app. And some of it we can collect over time by learning what's actually working in various areas, what varieties are growing well, and we want to provide that. So that would be the two areas I hope we can develop on more within a year. In five years, I hope that we are the app that people think of when they think of urban gardening, and that um, we're also also an app that's helping food waste. So um, we can do more partnership with food pantries and really be able to um, divert this food that would be wasted to actually people that need it. That would be, that would be a big goal for me. Awesome. Well, hopefully we'll see that success, and I look forward to downloading the app myself because I want to get into gardening myself. But switching gears a little bit, um, you are uh, one of the main organizers for the upcoming Hackathon Apps for Ag, which is going to be held this weekend, starting Friday at the Urban Hive, right? Yep. So why don't you, for anybody who doesn't know, um, talk about that a little bit, uh, how things are going with that, what people can expect. 
much. So, um, sure. Uh, yeah, so the, this is the, I don't know exactly how many years the Apps for Ag Hackathon has been going on, but um, this will be for me the second year, and this year I won't be participating in terms of um, competing, but I'll be actually emceeing the event, um, and, and I've been an organizer for UCANR. UCANR, University of California Agriculture and Natural Resources, is actually the group that's putting on the hackathon. Um, and they are really trying to grow the food tech and ag tech sector. Um, and what I think Sacramento and Davis make such a perfect yeah. place for that. And I'm really glad to be able to be helping in that um, initiative. Uh, the hackathon will start on Friday at the Urban Hive. And um, we're doing it starting in the evening. And then people will get together and can present their ideas in the same way I did last year. Um, and then they'll be able to form teams um, that evening. Uh, and then they're basically going to be working on their projects pretty much the entire weekend. Mm -hmm. And then the competition itself uh, will happen actually at California State Fair, which is how we did it last year. Um, and there will be, I think there's six really great judges from wide spectrum, which is great. Um, they will, and there's a live audience, so it's in front of the public. Uh, and they'll have, I, well, depending on how many teams we have, they'll have about five to ten minutes to pitch their idea, show their technology, um, and then we have um, three prizes. We have a first, second, third. And the first place prize is $10,000, so it's up from last year, which is great. Um, and then we're also um, giving tickets to um, UC Davis Entrepreneurship Academy. Oh, cool. Um, and cloud, uh, Google Cloud credits, so people can actually start posting their app and um, sort of, you know, actually, if they need that, they can do that right off the bat. Um, and we'll still have the, the legal help so that those teams can um, actually, the team who wins can actually become a company if they want to. Great. So maybe to dispel any myths or, or misconceptions people might have, if some people might say, oh, I don't have an idea or I'm not a developer. Right. Um, or I've got an idea but it's not about ag. Um, what are, why don't you dispense with some of those misconceptions? Sure, bit? sure. Well, so first of all, you don't have to be a developer. We obviously need some developers there um, because it is a it is a technology hackathon. So we are expecting some technology to be built. But a lot of people that come are you can be an entrepreneur, you can be a designer, um, you can be a farmer. Like it's great if we can get farmers there who sure. are saying these are issues that they're facing in the field and would love to build something. Um, because there are going to be a lot of developers who are coming who don't have an idea. They just would like to, they would like to code with somebody mm -hmm. for a problem to be solved. So um, you do not have to be a developer. Um, and actually, I think the best teams are the teams that have a mix of people. Yeah. They have somebody who's thinking about it from a business perspective, somebody who's able to do the pitch really well and help present and bring the ideas Especially together. at the state fair in front of yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah, and you know, a lot of it does come down to the presentation. Like mm -hmm. Making sure that you can articulate that. You can build some great tech, but if you can't, you can't talk about it in a way that the, the judges understand within five minutes, it's going to be very hard to win. So, um, there's a, so it really helps to have a diverse set of people coming together. Um, let's see, what was the other question that you had? That uh, well, it doesn't have to be necessarily app or ag-related. Ag it can yes, be food-related, okay. and it doesn't have to be an app, right? right? Right, so those are two things that we're actually considering changing the name Apps for Ag when we, for next year. Um, one of the reasons why is because some people think they have to do, make, build a mobile app, and that's not the case. 
virtually any technology. Um, and then uh, it's not only for agriculture. So you can be thinking about food and food tech, food safety, um, food waste. Those are all areas that fall into um, categories that we're interested in people building solutions for. Okay. And how much does it cost for people to enter? It is free. Absolutely free. And where do they go to sign up? Uh, they go to, now unfortunately the website's a little bit tricky. Um, it's apps dash for-ag.com. And if you go there, there's a link at the top that says Hackathon. All of our information is there, and then also there's a register link there. All right, and we'll also have a link to that on the or on the blog article that has this podcast in it, Perfect. too. That's great. Thank you. Um, so, and that starts Friday night at Beerman Hive at what time? It starts at 6 o'clock registration. Uh, the actual programming of the event will be 6.30. We do have about an hour where we're going to have sponsors talk a little bit. We're going to give some guidance on the rules and things like that. Um, also talk a little bit about these topics you might want to work in. Um, and then basically at around 7.30 we'll have pizza and people people will form their teams. And then it's, it's uh, then it gets serious. Exactly. Awesome. Exactly. Yeah, and we'll be providing food throughout the event, so that's a nice thing. Um, that way, you know, people can really focus on working. Um, we'll be bringing in food from, from great partners of ours. So. Awesome. That should be fun. Um, okay, so uh, looking forward to that. So, wondering if you have any thoughts about, um, you've been in the Sacramento area, Davis, for a couple of years, I think you said. What are your thoughts on the startup and entrepreneurship scene here in the region? Um, well, I'm excited because I think that um, I think there's been stuff going on already. Obviously, there's been um, some really great groups that have been trying to, to, to push entrepreneurship and innovation in Sacramento. Um, Urban Hive is a great place. Startup Sac has been working on stuff. Um, so there's a community there. Um, Startup Brian Sacramento. There's groups that have been working on this, um, and I'm really interested uh, in that. I personally think that there is even more opportunity for growth. Um, and I'm interested to see these sort of hubs growing in different areas outside of Silicon Valley. Because I think this idea that it's only in Silicon Valley is, is so limiting. Yeah. And I think there's also an opportunity to build different kinds of cultures around innovation and entrepreneurship that are perhaps healthier, happier, um, more inclusive. Um, and so I'd love to see that happen in Sacramento. I think Sacramento is a really interesting place because A, it's got ag um, really close by. It's got UC Davis with tons of people studying food. So I think there's a potential for that to be it's a, a focus area. In addition to sort of civic work because there's a place yeah. in the um, And so I think those kinds of projects and a little bit more social impact work coming out of um, Sacramento makes a lot of sense. And it's just about, you know, creating the right environment for it, and you guys are doing that, and I just want more people to do that. I hope UCANR, with this um, initiative that they have for entrepreneurship and innovation, can be one of the big players to help to help elevate um, Sacramento and Davis as a region for that kind of uh, growth. What do you think we need to do to, uh, what, what's lacking? What do we need to uh, change or improve on here? Well, I love it probably comes down to money, uh -huh. um, so investors being willing to invest in this area and perhaps some of it could be looking, uh, you know, as a, as a region focus more on social impact investors, maybe not try and focus on the big investors who are primarily focused on the 10x growth or whatever, <laughs> um, and, and, and look at social impact and um, impact on our society as, as an actual benefit. Um, so I think that could be one way to do that. Um, I do think that, that money plays a big role in whether it can grow in, your, in, in, in very 
various areas. And a lot of times, I mean, like we looked at um, Portland, I think a lot of the innovation that came out of Portland is because of Nike putting a ton of money into incubators and things like that. So sometimes it's backed by a company. Mm -hmm. um, I think California is really interesting that we have the University of California perhaps you know, play a role in it too in various regions because they're statewide. Um, so um, I think that money is part of it. Um, I do think uh, some of the stuff that's happening with Kamai helps a lot, creating spaces mm -hmm. that people enjoy, that are creative and fun, culturally getting that into there. Um, I do hope that soon there's some thought into like what it, what do we want that scene to be like here. Like, and I think some of that's going on, but like coalescing what that culture would be, I think could attract more people. Defining it. Defining okay. it a little bit more. So, <clears throat> as a uh, recent entrepreneur or founder, um, to, fo to finish up, what words of advice would you have for other entrepreneurs out there just starting up or who want to go down the entre entrepreneurial path? Oh, that's a tough one. There's so many ways you can go as a thing. I would say don't worry too much about trying to fit into a certain role that you think you have to. Um, I kind of was always torn, like should I just completely give up everything and, and you know, go 100% into building um, a product or should I do it part-time? And we've got a large truck, so you're not going to hear what I'm going to say anyway, sorry. <laughs> but um, no, I think that you just have to, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can do it um, and don't get too hung up on trying to fit into <laughs> As the large truck goes by. As the okay. large truck goes by. Um, and um, yeah, so, so don't get too hung up on a certain way that you have to do it. Um, you know, for me, it's been a little bit of a journey trying to figure that out. Um, and I would say give it time. A lot of times you think it's going to be fast. Being patient is actually one of the hardest things I have had to learn at a startup founder. Things don't happen because, I mean, you should be working quickly, but things don't just happen right away. Um, and it takes time um, to see your efforts pay off. That's kind of hard for me. I've never, I'm not a very patient person, <laughs> so I've had to train myself to be more patient. Um, and focus is really, like I mentioned, focus is hard because. Um, there's so many things you could be doing. Right. Um, so trying to focus and figure out kind of like your next goal um, is very helpful. Good advice. Um, so I want to thank you for your time. Um, and once again, givinggarden.io, right? And we'll have the link to uh, AppsFrag on the website. In fact, there's already an article on there about it. Um, any last parting words of advice or shout outs to anybody? Um, I would say shout out to Sacramento and um, and, and Davis for uh, sort of starting, you know, they have been for a while, but really pushing this forward and becoming uh, a place for innovators and entrepreneurs. Um, I'm excited to see that uh, even bigger here. Um, and yeah, the last words is if you are at all interested in this space, I would recommend coming to Absarag. It's certainly played a big part in my own founder journey, um, and I hope it does for other people as well. Great. All right. Thank you. Thank you.